Good morning. Morning. I slept like a baby. Where are we? My place. Sorry, it's so messy. Is there a Mrs. Swamp thing? <laughs> no, I'm a bachelor. So what do you do, order in? <laughs> it's been a long time since I've laughed. Well, I seem to have that effect on most of my boyfriends. Me? Your boyfriend? Why not? You said it yourself. I'm a plant. That's okay. I'm a vegetarian. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 203. Welcome back to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, where today we will finally answer the question How do plants make baby plants? In Shave that swampy thing. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, that might very well be one of the most awkward scenes we've seen in a movie yet. In four years. (laughs) I was very aroused. (laughs) Did you you have wood? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. This entire time, they're talking about how he can't do it. I'm like, dude, you're literally a walking hard on. Like, what do you mean you can't do it? (laughs) I got a whole lot more to say about that scene when we get into the movie. I hope so. But, uh, I, I think we should just discuss that scene. That oh, I'm that's fine about, with that. That's about it. I'm, I'm actually very okay with that. Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim again. Did, oh, did we do that already? <laughs> yeah. oh, God damn it. That's all right. Uh, I've had a weird last 48 hours, okay? Tell me about it. Very strange. Because, hey, hey, we are, we are, we are transparent, right? We are. Let's be transparent. Okay. We sat down to do another trailer trash last night, and um, I just shit the bed on it. <laughs> Oh yeah, it went poorly. It, very poorly. That's fine. We did, we did two two that were like very good right in a row. We thought, and then we could not find the reins for this third one. We were uh, we're still getting used to the whole YouTube thing. Yeah, talking it's, on cameras weird. It's kind of funny because we can sit here and do this, which we're told we're good at. I'm not entirely convinced yet. Nobody's told me that. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know who you're talking to. Send them my way because I could use some uh, Listen, encouragement here. We literally have dozens of fans. I, I don't. Need, I wouldn't even go that far across the. We have one dozen. We have we have literally like maybe one shy of a half dozen fans. We have five fans, <laughs> but those five people think that we're good at what we do. That's true. That's true. Um, and uh, yeah, it's something about being on camera. Makes you not like. Why can't I just talk to you the way that I do right now? Except because because we're not talking to each other. We're talking to invisible people, and yeah. it's weird. Maybe we it's should very just, weird. Should we just have somebody come and stand behind the camera, and we'll talk to them? We can just have somebody behind the camera come. Oh, that might make us feel better. Wow, more at home. <laughs> <laughs> there's. It's not like uh, it's not like there's any shortage of come on this couch already. So it wouldn't be. Uh, listen, um, wouldn't be that. That uh, you know, this couch is a virgin. Character. Thank you very much. It is. It is a virgin. I, but you always lounge there in your lounge kilt. Oh, I'm not saying there's no skid marks on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> clean that nappy thing. <laughs> oh. Um. Good anyway, uh, what's up, guys? I'm Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still Mike. All right. 
Um, no, I think I think part yeah, of it too. So, I think part of it last night too was also that uh, I'm still not happy with. Um, I mentioned this last week. I'm still not happy with the way that my throat sounds, and it's weird. But I think I figured out what's going on with it. What is like it? Like last week, I thought I was losing my <laughs> voice. It's not that. So I'm on some new meds. Um, finally got diagnosed with some asthma. Psychosis. Um, no, this last this this whole summer, or whatever. Outside of you know people not being able to breathe for COVID, I just couldn't breathe. And um, it started like around last uh, uh, beginning of spring. Well, and so I finally pollen, had, the pollen count's been crazy this well, year too. So I was finally diagnosed with asthma. I've always known that I've had it, but mm. not to this extent. And this is like persistent. So they got me on like this inhaler. And one of the side effects of the inhaler is that it can change the tone of your voice. Yeah. And what happens, I guess, is that when you inhale it, it's like a, because like it's a, it's a steroid. Yeah. It like literally sticks to your vocal cords. Yeah. And so it causes your voice to change. So I got to figure out what's going on here because this 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 ain't gonna fly like the plane on your arm james this ain't gonna fly <laughs> dick uh it's weird because i don't think you sound any different it, oh i do i listened to that i listened to last week's episode and it's i sound like a completely different person really i think so what's missing everything like my voice is a is a it's, it's higher there's no bass in my voice it's more airy it's it's like raspy almost not yeah. raspy but like uh give me give me a little bass right now. Well, no, because if I'm doing it on purpose, it's different. It's natural voice, James. So so do it on purpose. <laughs> Can no. you? No, no, okay, all right, <laughs> that's fine. No, if I do that, it just sounds like that. Like I literally can't do <laughs> that it. That was sexy, but I can't do it though. Like it, yeah. it just sucks. So I think like my self consciousness was getting to me last night so, too because I hate the way I sound right now. Is this something that'll? correct itself after a while or <laughs> fucking hope so oh jeez because or maybe um, this is just your well, new hey everybody's getting used to a new normal right now mike yeah right you have to well, get used out. to another new normal i'm super bummed because like even like i was driving home from work today and i was singing oh, and boy. i couldn't sing really like, literally i can't sing oh. i can't hit notes because my chords don't work weird so i for for someone like me who for like the last 20 years whether it be doing this podcast or singing in bands or doing whatever i've always yeah. i've made i've made my happiness out of using my mouth james <laughs> you made me pretty happy using your mouth too and i can't do it anymore though yeah. and it's bumming me out like i can't do it at least how i'm used to doing it call and your doctor that's uh it's bumming me out call i'm going to, i'm going to this week coming up is going to be like two weeks on it so i figure i'll give it till then and be like listen i've been out for two weeks this is happening is it normal will it pass you know this is the one that he gave you just to kind of start you off, right? Like yeah, this isn't well, a permanent thing. It, I, I, I don't think so. It's, it was basically just a, let's treat this, see if it helps. Let's, mm. let's treat the most obvious thing first. And if that doesn't work, then we'll move on to the next obvious thing. And, right you know, on, right on. So on and forth, so forth. But yeah, well, that sucks, man. I didn't yeah. know that you couldn't sing anymore. No, oh, yeah, like I said, it's just the whole thing's I mean, just bumming me out. You couldn't really sing to begin with, but you son of a bitch. <laughs> sorry, super sorry about that. You son of a bitch. Sorry. Don't, don't right. say don't say it like that because you're not Canadian. If you were Canadian, you wouldn't have said that to begin with because you'd be a nice fucking guy. That's true. I'm sorry. Let's pretend like I didn't say it. Piece of shit. Okay. Anyway, what's been going on with you? Uh, nothing. Just uh, I'm also getting used to the new normal. My kids went back to school. You know, the, uh, the audience can't see air quotes. These are air quotes. <laughs> these are, can you hear it? Wait. No. Can I go like okay. this? Can I go like this? <laughs> school which is uh which is you know virtual and a, two days in person for my son and one day in person for my daughter it's not just virtual it's virtually impossible it is virtually it's virtual insanity. it's virtual insanity you knew where i was going um yeah it's Listen, uh if you're not down with jamiroquai stop fucking listening to the show yeah come on yeah 
Uh, I was listening to Jamiroquai like a month ago. Yeah. And guess what? What? Still good. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird, but whatever. Get, yeah. I'll get used to it. Sure. I was hoping, see, my whole idea was once my kids went back to school, because my daughter was going to be in uh, in kindergarten this year, so both of my kids were going to be gone all day, every day. Uh-huh. So I was going to start treating the leather stuff like a nine to five, sort of, or a nine to three, rather. And, uh, you know, try and build the business. And mm. now I can't do that because they're still home. They're always home, Mike. You you could just like, handcuff them to the wall. <sighs> I tried that. They're too crafty. Okay. Duct tape so, them and put them in a closet. That's James, there's a will, there's a way. That's a good option. <laughs> <laughs> or just turn them into slave labor. <laughs> just <laughs> teach, just make them start cutting teach, stuff. Teach them how to stitch wallets. <laughs> It's not a bad idea, actually. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, yeah thing, but uh, other than that, not too much. Not too much. Just one, chilling. One thing I've had going on is uh, I went to Chicago yesterday. Oh. That's a weird thing. For pleasure? For No, for no. work. <laughs> nope. I drove four and a half hours there listening to nothing but country music. <laughs> Stayed in Chicago. Uh, not, not of your own volition, I'm Not assuming. of my own volition. <laughs> Stayed in Chicago for exactly 25 minutes. Drove back four and a half hours listening to even more country music. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, it oh, is, so you were in his car, I'm assuming. Yeah, he was driving. Okay, it was, so. it is, it is absolutely incredible to me how much, or it's crazy to me how absolutely exhausted your body can be from literally sitting in a car all day. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, that's another reason last night probably didn't work. I was fried. Like, I was, like, just mentally fried. Why do you think dudes and bands do so much coke? See, we should get some coke here, <laughs> right? And then we'd be able to go, be good to go. Oh. Like two o'clock in the morning, we'd be like, "What? You see, you see trailer trash, trailer trash." Do it again, do it again. What? Like, I, oh, I it, literally it can't. Just, it just cuts off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm saying. That's weird, man. I would get off of that. I'd get off of it. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, so um, yeah, that was not not very fun. We don't have cocaine. We do have delicious white mm. white Russian coffee, though. Oh God! So we've mentioned Bones Coffee Company here before. Not a sponsor yet. Uh, if one of you five people who listens to us <laughs> is from Bones Coffee, you know, we we will we will talk about how delicious your coffee is. Chat us up. Chat chat us up. Uh, and we'll chat you up. See, you know what just happened to me twice. What's up? <laughs> I don't even take an inhaler, and I can't talk properly. My yeah. voice cracks all the time like I'm still going through puberty. So yeah. at least you're not me. That's true. <laughs> My life is a hell <laughs> because I can't have a professional conversation with somebody without my voice talking like this. Like fucking Peter Brady. Uh, um, did Peter Brady's voice crack? There was one episode where he was going through puberty. His oh. voice was cracking really bad, and then I think he turned into a baritone like overnight or something. I don't, I can't remember. <laughs> and they, I think they brought it back for the movie too. Do you remember that weird movie with? I uh, didn't see any of them. With I was you never did, a Brady. You never, didn't see the Brady Bunch movie. I don't think I've ever seen a full Brady Bunch episode, to be honest with you. But the well, no, I mean the movie where it was, it was in the what was it the no, late, I know you're talking the about the late '90s, early yeah. 2000s, where it was basically making fun of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, the whole I time. just, I just never saw them though. Right on. That's pretty funny. Ben Stiller's wife is in it. Oh, she is. She's uh She's Marsha. Marsha, you're Marcia, right. Marsha, Marsha. Well, that's the reason to watch it because she's delicious. A babe. She's <laughs> just a little snack, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she's a fine looking woman. Um anyway though, um 
Yeah, that's that's all I've been going on. Cool, man. All um, I've been had going on. That's great English. <laughs> that's fantastic. Sounds like you need to correct that sentence. I do. Speaking of corrections, let's get into some corrections from last week. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James, did you listen to the episode? Nope. All right, I have two corrections. Uh, first off... You know, I tried, and I heard how your voice sounded, and I just couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is the, the the pain that I suffer for my art, and you can't even be bothered. Hey, man. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, this is, this so... This is art that we're doing here? The, um, <laughs> the, uh, the potatoes from Taco Bell that you were talking about last week, yeah. they're called Fiesta potatoes. Okay. Not, oh. not just potatoes. They're just called... <laughs> I never said what the name was. Well, I just said have they're you called ever had Fiesta the pota- potatoes. Okay, um, and then also and, do, and they still have them. Uh, I don't know. I, oh, didn't, okay. I, I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part that needed correcting. Um, so we also were talking about: is it legal to just camp anywhere on oh. state land or whatever? And apparently, yeah. this is pretty much nation, na- nation, nationwide, <laughs> nationwide, nationwide. <laughs> it's um, pretty much nationwide. But according to the uh, Google box. Uh-huh. Uh, dispersed camping is permitted on any state-owned land for free. The campsite must not be located in a designated state park, recreation area, rustic state forest, campground, or game area. Uh, the campsite must also be located more than one mile from a rustic camp, rustic state forest campground. And it seems to be the same nationwide and in Canada. So I think they do that because those, those areas you have to pay for to right. be there. But as long as you're in just standard state land yeah sounds like you can pull off and camp anywhere as long as you're like away and you follow the rules of keeping things small i don't do a lot of pulling off when i'm camping just because you know you're usually with your wife sunscreen and bug bug spray (laughs) and stuff (laughs) and dirt and all that but uh that's uh, i mean it makes sense when you think about it because you can go hiking you know you can go hiking and just pitch a tent somewhere yeah i just always thought there was there was some legality about sleeping in the woods for some reason. I don't, I don't know why I thought that, but I felt like there was. Well, what we didn't look into, though, is because these people were just, they were just trekking through, a, like, across a river in an RV. Sure. Can you do that? Well. Another correction I think for next week. I think that's more frowned upon by the car companies than it is the state. <laughs> <laughs> just my two cents, but. Uh, notice, this vehicle is not meant for <laughs> driving across a river. Notice, your car is not a boat. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's all I got for corrections. All righty. I did not finish the episode, so if there's anything in like the last like third, meh. Usually when we're talking about the movies, it's all yeah, it's all uh, you know. Do you want to go grab the beer for mm-hmm. me, please? I do want to, James. So this week we are talking about Swamp Thing and Return of Swamp Thing. <laughs> Why is that? Is that is, is are these okay? It's exciting because I don't think anybody can hear me yet. It is exciting to me because we had this beer gifted to us like six months ago, and I've been oh, holding yeah. on to it, and we're finally getting able to use it. Let's so see, let's see what we got here, bud. Um, so from Abomination Brewing Company in haha Boston. Boston. Uh, brewed and canned by Dorchester. Is it Dorchester or do they say do- Dosta? Do they say Dosta? Because you know how like it, what looks like... What, I don't know, James. I don't speak stupid. What, <laughs> what looks like <laughs> Worcester to them is actually Worcester. 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 
Like you hear Adam Green talk about Worcester every once in a while. Uh, brewed so, in, so they just call it Worcester sauce? Yeah, it's Worcester sauce. Worcester, Worcester, Worcester sauce. <laughs> brewed and canned by Dorster Brew, uh, Brewing Company, Boston, M.A. Far Abomination <laughs> Brewing Company, distributed by 12%. Uh, Abomination Brewing Company, this is called Hop Thing. And there's actually a picture of the Swamp Thing on the can. Like this is a straight up. Uh, I'd like to point out rendition that is, of Swamp Thing. I'd like to po- point out that it is actually the Hop Thing. You want, and, you want to pound out and not that the, it's not the to, Swamp Thing. You want to pound out that it's the Hop Thing. <laughs> I do want to pound that out. <laughs> uh, New England style double dry hopped India Pale Ale. It's a six point nine percent alcohol by volume. Uh, one one full pint of it. Totally thought those owls were fucking on the can at first. Those owls do seem. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do those look those like owls, they are. those owls in the coit. They are. They are so far <laughs> from uh, from civilization that they feel like they can just have a bone right there in the tree. <laughs> is, is that Swamp Thing's arm? Like the owls are just banging on his arm. <laughs> please, please stop banging on my arm. Please, I beg of you, please stop banging oh, on oh, my arm. Oh, you shat on my arm. <laughs> oh, God. It's not shit. It's not shit. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh, look out there, sweetheart. Don't get it in the eye. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Do I need a fresh glass? I told you to get... I literally just told you to get a glass, James. But I poured a different beer into oh, it. Oh, <laughs> well, yes, you do. Ah, shit. Well, grab me one, too, then. Okay. Um, And... We also, I brought over some 1985 from Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. And Swamp Thing was in 1982. Return of Swamp Thing was in 1989. What falls right in the middle? 1985. It's also like the best year ever because. It's when we were born. We was, Weez was born. That's when we were born there, guy. Whoa. Whoa, sorry, James. Sorry, sorry. So we have a new little uh, table set up here. Grab some napkins because you uh, oh, spilt nice. my coffee. Uh, we have a new uh, new setup here. We're trying a new table out that we're gonna use for the uh, the old trailer trash show and this one. And uh, we're not used to it. And it's a hard top, so we got to be careful about that. And it's messy. James, hurry up! Coming, coming, coming here. Thank you. It's not, it's not shit. <laughs> that is not shit, there, bud. Okay. Sorry that I uh, spilled your coffee. Take two. Okay. All right, so this is Hop Thing. I heard they recently added more hops. <laughs> oh, she pours... Um, she pours heavy. She pours a light, sort of a light gold color. A little, nice, cloudy, little cloudy, though. Nice frothy head. Mmm. It's not froth there, bud. Mm. Looks like a tall glass of piss. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers there, bud. To your health. Oh, wow. Is that... <laughs> there's, um, a, there's a very specific... Um, funk. <laughs> is it, it, it tastes like a... It tastes the way a specific... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's good. I, it tastes oh, like, no. <laughs> it tastes like a very specific um, cleaning solution. Yeah, it smells like it, too, actually. What is that? I don't know. Is it? Did it go bad? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't had it that long. What's the what's the date on the can? 
I don't see a date, do you? Uh, expired in January 2nd of AI. <laughs> Anno, it's not even, it's pre Anno Domini. <laughs> this expired 4,000 years ago. <laughs> that's why. Um, I can't tell, dude. I can't tell if that's how it's supposed to taste or not. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning toward I'm le- no. <laughs> I'm definitely leaning toward no, dude. Because that's got a funk to it. Oh. I mean, it is oh. a, maybe that's the taste of the swamp. <laughs> Is that what a, this is what this is what, this is what giving a beach to swamp thing tastes like? <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with you. <laughs> See a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Ooh, it's uh. Oh God, that is not good. Nope. <laughs> oh my right. God, abomination brewing. You let us down, dude. This is the Hold second. On. This is the second time in like five weeks that we drank a beer that's right. not good. Note to self: next time we get something gifted to us, yeah. don't hold on to it. Drink forever. it earlier. Yeah. Uh, you have a whole you have a whole pile of stuff over there. That's I only have one six pack left. So now we've had stuff. If it was for a, a long well, if it was a though. stout or something, that would be different. Yeah. But this is a it's an IPA. It's an IPA, and you also didn't refrigerate it, if I'm not mistaken. It was never refrigerated though. Okay, so yeah, that's why I left it out. I keep drinking it, hoping that it's going to taste better to it's me. It's not going to, James. It's not going to. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's really bad. Okay. I, it's still got a cool can, though. It's got a very cool can. <laughs> uh, I would, I'd be willing, I'd, I'd be willing to bet that it actually tastes pretty good too. If you have a fresh can. Yeah, we might need to <clears throat> revisit this someday. Yeah, maybe we'll. If I find fresh cans. Then we'll have to do a TV show or something like we'll that. We'll do the TV show, yeah. yeah. And we'll do it. We'll have a redo. Yeah. That's disappointing. Oh, That's boy. That's very disappointing. Who gifted that to you? Uh, Chris Jordan. Oh, sorry, Chris Jordan. Yeah. I I'm think ass- I held I'm on to it. I'm assuming he's one of Stop our five listeners. It. I can't. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it tastes... It. You You should know this more no, than this anybody. Is, this like, is not one of those things where it tastes so bad you just want to keep... This is just bad. Oh, I'm man. out. I'm out. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the show before, and I'm pretty sure I did, so I'm going to mention it right now. Uh, me and some of my buddies back home, like one of our one of our things. Some of my buddies and I. Some of my. Some of my buddies and yeah, okay. <laughs> some of my shut up. I'm from Paddock. <laughs> some of my buddies and I, back home, we in high school we would we would drink things and eat things that were disgusting because we got a laugh out of it but it's not like we would do it once we would do it all the time (laughs) so there was this one tea company that made absolute trash tasting tea and it was it was fucking terrible and i couldn't remember it for the life of me for like years and years and years and years and you were over the other day and i suddenly something you said sparked in my mind something about it i was like i think was it that, was it when i was teabagging you uh maybe <laughs> that jog your memory a little bit. <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh this this tastes exactly like this thing. oh that tastes just i think it was called mad river yeah and so i looked it up it was called mad river um and yeah i think it's discontinued but if mm-hmm. it's not it should be because it's trash oh but we used to drink it all the time because it was so gross and that's, we got that's, that's really weird we would do that. We would eat potted Worst meat. Worst part is that you paid for it. We would eat potted meat product. <laughs> Gross. Dude, have you ever seen like... With those little t- tins of Vienna sausage? Yeah, we'd get oh. it at a gas station. So <laughs> gross. 
like I I love I love like prepackaged sausages, but mm. like those little Vienna things, yeah. I, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, they have no they actually have no texture to them. Like when you bite into it, it just disappears. It's yeah, gross. It's, it's disgusting. And we that's how we started off with vanilla coke too. When vanilla coke first came out, we're like, Oh, this is fucking disgusting. And then we just kept drinking See, it because it was funny and we would all like think it was hilarious that we hated it so much and then eventually i loved it and I, now i still do i can't drink vanilla coke anymore for a much different reason would you do um when i first started consuming the alcohol my uh, my drink of choice because i didn't start drinking till i was almost 21 because you know i was like straight edge and all that. We've, we've we've gone over this little point is point is when i started drinking um the heavier stuff because my first night of drinking was was a, a menagerie of of Smirnoff Ice and Woodchuck. Oh God, dude! And pulling off a handle of Absolute. Oh, <laughs> what? That was your first night of drinking. <laughs> it was. It was an interesting night. You just went for broke. Huh? I really did. <laughs> I I had a Smirnoff. No one believed me that I was actually drinking alcohol, right? Yeah. So I, I cracked and drank one of those, and then I immediately went into the kitchen and started taking pulls off of a bottle of Absolute. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> It's probably why I like vodka, though, honestly. And okay, um, where's vanilla coke? So factor, okay, so so later on, though, when, when my when my palate evolved, um, I would drink Bacardi vanilla and Coke. Oh, and I got sick off of it one too many times. That's an involved palate, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Bacardi yeah, yeah. vanilla evolved, and coke. evolved. What did um, I say? Involved. Did I say involved? It's a very involved. <laughs> I guess it's involved. But yeah, too. no, I got I got sick on that one too many times, and now just like the smell of vanilla coke will turn my stomach. Oh, like to this day, and it's been well over a decade since I've had it. Oh boy. Yeah, I can't do it. One day I'm gonna mix you up a concoction of yellow mustard and vanilla coke. Oh God, please and don't. You, and no you, fairness. And you will drink it. I'll smell that from a mile away, and there's <laughs> no way I'd come near. So I'm gonna make ice cubes. Ice cubes out of. Uh, yellow mustard, drop it into vanilla coke, and then I will just watch you vomit forge everywhere. Forge a blade out of dried mustard and stab you in the heart. That's what I will do. I would accept that fate because that sounds cool. <laughs> hey, you know what would happen if I uh, if I stabbed you in the heart? What? You'd bleed. Oh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. All right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Mike was too busy dancing to his own song. I was. I was. You know what? I'm just going to leave that in. I don't even care. Sure. Um, I was actually thinking to myself, did I miss anybody dying Ooh, this don't week? Don't hurt yourself, bud. I don't think anybody died this week. I didn't come across anything in my news. Uh, I but I felt like maybe somebody did, but I didn't oh, come man. across anything. I feel like I heard something at the beginning of the week. Well, when we're done with the news segment, I will quickly double check, and if we need to amend anything, we will. But um, yeah, for the time being, hey, nobody died this hey, week. Hey, all right, man. Good week. Cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, we all knew it was coming, uh, but it is finally official. Nev Campbell will return as Sidney Prescott in Screen Five. That's fantastic. Kind of knew it was coming. You know what? I'm a little. Hold on, I'll get there. Okay. She said. Uh, she said in a. Um, 
little blurb. Uh, after spending time speaking with Radio Silence, Radio Silence is the company of the two guys that are directing it, mm-hmm. as well as, I believe Kevin Williamson actually is a part of that company as well. Right. Um, she goes, after spending time speaking with Radio Silence, they have shown so much love, respect, and admiration for Wes Craven and all that he's created in the Scream franchise. I am beyond excited to step back into the role of Sidney Prescott and return to Woodsboro. Um, here's the thing. I'm a little bit and we talked about this on the show before. I'm a little bit um, perturbed. Oh, maybe is okay. the word all right. that she gets all the glory about being like the 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 standout person from the screen franchise. I personally think that David Arquette and Courtney Cox are are the two mainstays. I think they're the two most important people in the series. I, Not Sidney Prescott. I feel. Listen, like, I, I almost feel like the Prescott story is a bit played out. I agree with you. But at the same time, I also understand that Sydney Prescott is, she's the final girl for from the Scream franchise. Yeah, like but no series really needs to have the same final girl in every single movie. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jamie Lee did it in the Halloween movies a lot, but even, even Jamie Lee's character, by the time we hit Resurrection, <laughs> was a bit played out, you know? Yeah. Granted, bringing her back for these here, they're, they're retconning everything, so it's a, a kind of fresh again yeah um but i don't know i just don't feel like you need to and and don't get me wrong i want nev campbell in the movie yeah i just don't know that we need another sydney prescott centered story you know what i'm saying maybe it won't be you don't Um, know if i remember correctly in scream 4 um hayden pantanera's character panettier panettier um she her character could have been a jumping off point for a new storyline if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, and to my knowledge, they have not brought her character back for Scream 5, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, did she not die in Scream 4? I, I don't remember. To, I need, we did it for the show, but it's been a, it's been a good long ever, while since we've watched it. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever watched it. Yeah, but that. point is, though, I'm pretty sure that her character was set up to where she could have continued. Whether whether we thought she died or not, I feel like there was something there for that. Um, but even still, I, I'm, I'm more game for... Like a new story with, you know, a new well, a little bit of a new direction, but still with well within the franchise. Well, I mean, because Nev Campbell was in four, mm-hmm. she she wasn't you know she wasn't really the actually well, she, I'm, I'm yeah sure it was was she the yeah she was doing a book tour and then she came back because Ghostface returned it was the fo- anniversary of but didn't they focus on a lot of other stuff a lot of well, other characters yeah other there than, was new characters was she still the mainstay though okay. she was still basically the mainstay though yeah. all right uh like i said i need to watch that movie yeah. again because i've only seen it once but uh yeah yeah a fun i, movie. I, I, I agree it. with you though i think that there's i think that they could definitely take it in a lot of other directions and i do agree with you that as far as i'm concerned dewey and and uh gail yeah, are, they're the ones I feel like are the glue. they're the heart and soul of the whole thing. I agree. You know, I agree one hundred percent. Sydney always just served as like the the tormented, you know, the the tormented damsel. Even though she's tough, I don't mean to call her like a a damsel in a you know as a pejorative. I mean, just she that's what she was. She sure. was the damsel in distress, but she was also tough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Dewey and Dewey and Gale, heart and soul of the whole thing. I agree. Um, okay, let's see here. In some not so fun news, it looks as though we are going to have to wait an indefinite time to finally see the new Candyman film oh. because Nick DaCosta's or Nia DaCosta's Candyman has been officially pulled and delayed to an unannounced date. They have in 2021. Hopefully, it will still come out in 2021. I feel like they're probably not going to announce it though at this point until 
things something, start to level something out really COVID. starts to happen because they're they can't just keep giving out dates hoping right. for the best you right. know what i'm saying um yeah and that's unfortunate and it, it makes sense it makes sense it yeah. sucks but i get it. it 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 really does suck though there's gonna be so many films that are just going to be in limbo yeah. because of this yeah you know yeah um and that sucks. That really, really sucks. Um, but uh, like I said, hopefully sometime in 2021 we'll get it. But And they can't. I mean, like, they'll probably, if things are still the way they are now, next year, I could see them maybe doing the uh, the drive-in circuit or something like that. But Well, they could do that now. They don't want to because it's not going to make as, it's not going to make as much money. I think what it's happened. Also, it's starting to get colder and, and stuff. Well, like, and that's I, true, I too. Think, you that's know, true, too. I don't think quite as many people are heading to the drive-in now. I think what it is is they reopen theaters and no one's going back. The theaters are not bringing in the money that they might have thought when they finally reopened. Yeah, I haven't heard much about the first because I know that Tenant finally opened in mm-hmm. theaters. Is it just has it been a flop? I I don't really know anything about it. Yeah, we'll have to look into um, it a little bit. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That sucks, I mean, like I, I know that I'm not in it, personally in any hurry to get back to a movie theater. Oh God, no. You know, so I know nope. that there probably are people out there who are, but uh, I don't know. Not until I'd, I'd say the majority of people are not. Yeah, not until there's a chemical that I can pump into my into my body that I'm at least fifty percent sure won't kill me. Then I want a bane mask. <laughs> I want a bane mask, just pumping fresh, fresh COVID nineteen vaccine into my lungs at all times. Oh my god! Okay, let's see here. Uh, talking to the Boo Crew podcast this week, director Mick G claims that he always saw the Babysitter series as a three-beat story, and says that should the Babysitter Killer Queen do well, uh, they are ready to make a third. Uh, and if you don't know what movie we're talking about, go check out the latest episode of Trailer Trash, where we talk about the Babysitter Killer Queen trailer. Where I personally make... Bugs. Where <laughs> Where I personally make a huge oversight. Oh. We don't have to discuss it, but people who, people who see it will think Listen. that I'm an idiot, and, and then we can just move on from there. We never, we never claim to be right in everything, right? <laughs> Come on, do we have to, do we have to add a uh, corrections thing in the beginning of all of our no. <laughs> trailer trash no. episodes now? No. All right. Um. So that's exciting though because I did like that first movie a lot. Killer Queen is out now. It just came out like two days ago. So uh, I do plan on watching that probably before we do Pumpkins this year. So totes. Just saying because I want to watch it. Um. Let's see here. I mean, that would be keeping. That would be in keeping with uh, tradition, I suppose, because. When we watched it while carving pumpkins, you had already seen the first one. Oh, that's true. So that's true. It's kind of a dick move. We're you good know, to go. Whatever. Okay. Um, let's see here. AMC announced this week that finally, finally, The Walking Dead is coming to an end. <laughs> no. <laughs> About time. Um, sort of. So with a lot of these. What TV, will I do with myself? With a lot of these TV series, they're doing extended series mm-hmm. and kind of like two year series, like a two year season, kind of. Uh, because a lot of them couldn't finish, uh, you know, filming uh, this this year. Right. So basically, what is happening here? Um, the Walking Dead is going to end with an expanded two year eleventh season that will span twenty four episodes. Um, there was previously announced apparently six extra season ten episodes uh, scheduled for early next year, and they're saying that there are thirty remaining episodes left, which will take them through twenty twenty two. So it'll be around for another two years, but they are finally going to end it. But then right on the heels of that, they announced that there will be a Daryl and Carol spinoff starting in 2023. Daryl and Carol? Daryl and Carol. Daryl and Carol. I don't know who these people are. Uh, Norman Reedus's character and then Melissa McBride's character. Oh, Daryl and Carol. Daryl and Carol. (laughs) 
I don't watch the show, so it means nothing to me. Um, but yeah. apparently they're is doing. It gonna, is it going to be called The Walking Daryl? That's stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Walking Daryl. <laughs> the Walking Daryl X. That's a good one, right? Why? That was good. Why? Shut up. Huh. All right. They're also doing um, another spinoff called uh, The. Um, what's it called here? Tales of the Walking Dead, which apparently will just be one off episodes. With contained stories, I got. I'm have, so have fucking, some fucking creativity. I'm so dumb with The Walking Dead, man. Like, the Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, what's the Daryl I mean, and Carol? Dar- <laughs> the the Daryl Dead, The Walking Daryl. <laughs> and then what the hell's the Tales um, of the Walking Dead is the new one. And then there's the uh, what's the what's the thing that Chris Hardwick? Oh, Talking hosts? Dead. The Talking Dead. Be more cre- Be more creative. With your shit. Just stop with zombies. You know you know who is loving this, though? Robert Kirkman. Because he's just making a mint off this. Oh, yeah, buddy. Like, he's just like, keep shitting him out because <laughs> yeah. he's just banking off this. Uh, Guy doesn't have to do anything for the rest of his life, probably, now. Well, obviously. Um, let's see here. MGM is uh, currently developing a prequel TV series to the original RoboCop series. Oh, yeah? Which is pretty cool. Uh, centered around Dick Jones, uh, who is the VP of the Omnicorp in the original film. He's yeah. the big bad. Yeah. Um, the story will center around the rise of Omni consumer products. Uh, and it's basically, it's going to be about the evolution of Dick, uh, of Richard Jones to Dick Jones. Ah, uh, he turns into a dick. Uh. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it's the evolution of Richard Jones to Dick Jones, uh, the story of OCP and how the world moves into the future and how corporate how the corporate world behaves. Hmm. So it's like the RoboCop without, gritty ass Detroit world, but without, it's almost without RoboCop, <laughs> without RoboCop, but it's going to be like a, like a, I don't know, like a what weird it, business show or something. Yeah. Like the, like the inner workings of like the, uh, uh, corruption yeah. behind the businesses and yeah. how they how they become these with robots with robots Ro- you, robots you, robots you know there's gonna be robots in it what is this called there's no name for it okay yet. i was gonna say they better not call it robocop something something because it doesn't sound like there's gonna be any robocop in it yeah um robo nope <laughs> that's it robo nope no bo cop no bo cop that's it that's the one uh all right james what is coming out on home video oh Straight to VHS is Sang Ho Yan's Train to Busan follow up Peninsula. 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 Peninsula will be headed to DVD and Blu ray on November 24th, according to Amazon, and will include a making of featurette as well as some interviews. Uh, If you're skipping the physical copy, Peninsula will be available to stream on Shudder, only $4.99 a month, uh, in 2021. So, I mean, you could. You know, you could skip it. That's but... only a couple months away at this point. Yeah. 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 Dave Franco, you ever heard of him? Uh, nope. Yes, you have. Nope. Yeah, you have though, right? Nope. Oh, okay. Dave Franco, James Franco's brother. Nope. Never heard of James Franco either? Uh, no, he's the he's the fat one, right? He's the guy, he played Riff Raff in, uh, in Spring Breakers. Oh, yes. Spring break. Of course I know who he is. As far, as far as I know, that's the only work that James Franco's ever done. I don't think he's known for anything else, but... Uh, oh, shit, my screen Wait, just... did you say James Franco played Riff Raff? Yeah. No, that was... Oh, okay, you know what? Never mind. Not picking up on the joke over here. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Right. Anyway, Dave Franco's slasher film, The Rental, is currently available on VOD and will be coming to DVD and Blue on December 1st, courtesy of Scream Factory. The Rental features Allison Brie, who is married to Dave Franco. Did you oh, know really? that? I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Interesting. Lucky guy. And uh, Dan Stevens, who we just watched in Apostle. The guy, the guy who looks like five other people. Who's he married to? I'm not sure. Lucky guy. Lucky, lucky guy. Uh, lucky lady. Um, that's it for that one. I don't know. Sometimes she's got to roll over and look and look at Carrie Elwes. So I don't know if. Bite your tongue. Carrie Elwes <laughs> is handsome as shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but he doesn't know how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> we should have. We should have shot. We should have shot it all in slow mo. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Scream Factory has announced that they are bringing John Carpenter's They Live to 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray on December yeah. 8th, as well as a limited edition NECA action figure of Keith David's Frank and Sacred Bones 7-inch vinyl, and an 18 by 24 rolled out poster, or rolled poster to customers who order directly from ShoutFactory.com. Yeah, it's really expensive. I want to it? say it's upwards of 100 bucks for oh this. Oh my. And it's ridiculous because I don't like the fact that Scream Factory is doing 4K. I feel like it. I don't personally think 4K is necessary. Like I'm not. I think it looks fine, looks great. Don't get me wrong. But I think the jump between Blu-ray and 4K is just negligible. Like it just isn't. It's not. Is that a 4K television? It's a 4K TV. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So you've watched? Oh, you don't? Do you have a 4K player? I can stream 4K on uh, like Netflix and stuff. So have you? I've you haven't actually seen a 4K. Yes, I have. Yeah, the, the streaming 4K is no different than putting a disc in. It's not. No. Okay. That's it's 4 4K is 4K. Okay. Um, I and, just you, don't, and you really don't think no. That I just I just can barely tell the difference. Maybe it's just me. Not like the I mean, because the leap between DVD and Blu-ray is night exactly and, night and day. And here's the thing: one of the things that Scream Factory is known for now, they've already put they live out. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that Scream Factory is known for is all the brand new artwork and all that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, this one doesn't come with it. It comes with the original art for some strange reason. Oh. So, it's original art. It's it costs an arm and a leg. I just don't really understand the point of it. It's like, also I, the it's the action. It seems figure like a double well. dip to me. It's the action. Yeah, figure I guess, as well. but I don't know. Those NECA action figures are usually pretty expensive on their own, right? I think they're usually like forty bucks, something like that. I mean, that's yeah, yeah that's pretty. I don't know. It just seems like a double dip to me. That's all. Double dipping bastards. Right. Well, we all know that Mike's not going to be picking that one up. So. <clears throat> Moving on, just a quick update on the 4K Ultra HD release of George A. Ramiro's Dawn of the Dead from Second Sight. The release, which was initially set for October 26th, will now be pushed back to November 16th. Ah, bummer. I mean, you know. Bumskies. Is what it is. Uh, A brand new 4K restoration of Neil Marshall's Dog Soldiers is coming to the UK market with new promotional artwork by legendary illustrator Chris Melbin. Well, Second Sight is working on the limited edition, limited, limited, one more time, limited edition, (laughs) it's kind of hard to say, limited edition Blu-ray release, a digital release is set for October the 12th. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. All right. My last bit here, uh, James, this is news for you. Oh. Because you're, you're a sneakerhead, sort of. I am. Well, you like sneakers. You like shoes. I like shoes. You're a shoe I don't guy. I don't give a shit about sneakers. Okay, well, you will right now. Okay. Um, are you a fan <laughs> of the Air Max 95? I don't know. The Jordan's baby. 
No, I don't think, I don't, oh, I don't think they're Jordans. I think they're just Nike Air Maxes. <laughs> Let me look them up, and then um, I'll tell you. So here's the thing. Nike, of all companies, is getting into the Halloween spirit this year by Ooh. releasing a brand new version of the Air Max 95, inspired none other than the iconic Frederick Krueger. Frederick? Frederick. <laughs> Hell of a guy. So here's what they look like. Um... The upper of the shoe is constructed with mesh and canvas to replicate Kruger's sweater. Accents on the base include gray suede toe caps, checkered tongue and metallic silver overlay speckled with red in reference to Freddy's favorite razor glove. Also, the Nike swoosh on the inside of the shoe is dripping in blood. Oh, hello. It's... Um, so I just... It's both um, kind of cool and really ugly all at the same okay. time. Okay, <laughs> I was I was about to tell you that I just looked up just the regular Nike Air Max 95, and mm-hmm. I am not a fan. Yeah. They're kind of, f- like, just fucking ugly and stupid yeah. looking. But look at the but look at the bloody swoosh. Those are sort of dope, though. <laughs> and But they'd be so expensive. Oh, I'm sure they're going to be. I, I, there's no price listed and they're on gonna these, be, but... they're going to be scooped up by sneakerheads real quick, and then you'll, you'll only be able to grab a pair for, like... $1,000. So you got to get on it, buy them for the list price, and then sell them, and you can get everything. If I You could probably th- send your kids to college. If I buy those, I'm keeping them, because those are pretty cool. Oh, now you think they're cool. I said that <laughs> these ones that I'm looking at on my computer, I'm not a fan of, except for these purple and blue ones. Those are cool. Is, but, this, uh, is this floating blood? Hell yeah, it in is. The bo- in the bottom of the back of the shoes? Yeah, bro. You're actually walking on the blood of um virgins. Dang. <laughs> nice. I kind of like those, honestly. <laughs> They're sort of ugly, but I kind of like them. They're kind of chody, too. Like they look real. Yeah, real short they're a little bit chody. <laughs> they are, right? Well, you little short, <laughs> short, fat chode. All right. Uh, that, uh, that's chode and his chode shoes. That's all I got from the news there, James. Oh, that's all you got there, bud? That's it. All right. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to walk over to Mike's sink. We're going to pour out the remaining hop thing in these glasses, and then I'm also going to vomit whatever I already drank into the sink, and then we'll be back to talk about Swamp Thing. Sounds like a good plan. And then I might vomit again because, I don't know, there's some pretty gross stuff in Swamp Thing. Makes me want to vomit. I don't know. I don't know. Like a a plant banging a chick is kind of weird. I've seen worse. If have too. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. The Hills Have Eyes, is last house on the left, Nightmare on Elm Street. These are the films that Wes Craven can be proud of. Mm. Swamp Thing. Add it to the list. <laughs> I'm not sure I would put on that list. <laughs> I liked this movie, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I had not seen this movie since I was a kid. Like It has been years and years and years and years since I'd Same. seen this movie. Um, and I knew going into it that it was going to be kitschy and campy and, and you know what? And it was in all the best ways. That being said, those things by themselves don't necessarily make it a great movie. (laughs) Um, and when you, when you learn just exactly what happened, uh, during the making of this movie and how this, 
the finished product of uh, what we got was so vastly different than the script that Wes Craven had written. Oh, really? It's amazing that it even got made. Yeah, it's it, the the story's pretty pretty nuts. Uh, so Swamp Thing from 1982, written and directed by Mr. Wes Cravon. West. Um, West Cravon. West Cravon. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little director. He isn't really, you know, those other movies I mentioned. Yeah, before, even, even know, those movies. I, those? I don't. I've I've maybe heard of. A- one or two of them. Hmm. He did do this really, really incredible, probably the best in its genre werewolf movie mm-hmm. in the uh, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. You seen that one? I have. Cursed. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a classic. It's a gem. It's 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 just the best. Mm. It's <laughs> fantastic work <laughs> in the realm of werewolf movies. Let me tell you, <laughs> not Wes Craven's fault. Though. I feel like Wes Craven has gotten dicked over a lot in his career. Yeah, honestly. Um, so this was, this was, uh, Swamp Thing from 82 here was one of the, actually not one of, it was the first movie that Wes Craven did that was, uh, backed by a studio that had a lot of money attached to it. This was like his big breakout movie, basically yeah. big studio movie. And it was from the get go. He wrote this incredible script according to Adrian Barbeau. Like, like she fell in love with the script. It was complex and it was a beautifully well-written love story basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess from the second they started shooting, since day one, they just immediately kept slashing his budget, slashing his budget, slashing his budget. And very little of what he wrote apparently ended up on screen. The reason that the monster at the end looks the way that it does (laughs) is because there was literally just no money. Wow. Um, And it's also the reason that Swamp Thing looks the way that he does, (laughs) which is... is, he's wearing a big rubber suit. Yeah, and it's weird because it's... (sighs) It's kitschy and it's campy and it works because there's something sort of endearing about it, yeah. you know, even in all of its flaws. Um, but uh, even Wes Craven says in the uh, in the commentary, he goes, he's like, I'm not going to name names. He goes, I'm not going to play that game. But there were some people that just, you know, they didn't have the money and that's, that's why it looks the way it looks. Like he's, Wes Craven, I think is one of the nicest dudes like ever yeah and he would not shit on anybody when talking about this movie but even he admits like we could we did what we did you know yeah and and that's that's respectable like he's he doesn't want to shit on people because there were also a lot of other people who were involved in the film who you know put their all into it sure so it makes sense to not shit on people but that just sucks though yeah you know and we were talking about cursed uh you you had told me before that cursed was basically this amazing film with all these well, incredible practical well not amazing am- film ama- but amazing was my word <laughs> but but like really great uh rick baker practical yeah. effects and yeah, then, rick baker it, did and all then the werewolf executives came in and shit all over it and replaced all of rick baker's effects with cg, CG. really bad cg <laughs> yeah, so like awful cg so yeah but but there are still a lot of people who worked on that film sure and put their all into mm-hmm. it it's just kind of sounds like maybe executives are pieces of shit no who don't know what they're talking about i refuse to believe it (laughs) all right uh a synopsis here for swamp thing if you've never seen it uh after a violent incident with a special chemical a research scientist is turned into a swamp plant monster he's turned into a swamp thing a a swamp thing yeah um fun fact uh the guy that uh created swamp thing the comic book Mm because this is a comic book movie sure um the name Swamp Thing came from the fact that uh, he was writing the story but never had a title, and he just always referred to it as The Swamp Thing. <laughs> and that's that's how it got the title. It's pretty perfect, though. It kind of is. I mean, what the hell else are you going to call it? It kind of is. All right, so you have... Um, I 
okay, because I saw this movie so long ago when I was a kid, I had no idea that Ray Wise was the human aspect of Swamp Thing. Same. I had no idea. And he was so young. A young and <laughs> a young and very debonair Ray oh. Wise, by the way. Guy loves loved his plants. He was uh <laughs> sure did. Puts the, the, the bot and botanist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> puts the anist in botanist. <laughs> Speaking of which, like, I mean, he's for a botanist though. He's pretty smooth. Oh, he's very smooth. When he takes Adrian Barbeau out into the uh, the swamp, what a romantic first date, right? Set <laughs> <laughs> out into the swamp, but he chats her up. Oh yeah, and she, oh, he knew what he was doing, and she falls for it. Like they're they're pretty much in love with each other by the end of that day, mm-hmm. and it's the first day. So Adrian Barbeau, like you mentioned, plays Alice Cable. Uh, you have Luis Jordan who plays Arcane, Doctor Arcane. Um, let's see here. You have Derek. Uh, I'm sorry, David Hess. Is there a reason you said Luis Jordan? Because uh, his name is spelled J O U R D A N. Jordan looks like Luis Jordan to me. <laughs> Why is there a U there? Usually a U indicates that it's said differently. I don't know. Color? Color. <laughs> Look at all these beautiful colors. <laughs> Sounds fancy, doesn't it? Um, David Hess uh, plays a character named Ferret. Uh, David Hess, uh, if you are a fan of Wes Craven's work, well, you would know him as the main gigantic piece of shit rapist from Last House on the Left. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, he was, And it's, it's it was weird because I saw that and I go... Makes sense because a lot of directors work with the same people. Krug, right? Yeah, he's Krug in uh, in in the original. The in the original Last 19, House, yeah. yeah. And his character is so despicably disgusting oh, in that movie. God, dude. Like I saw him and I was like, I was like, okay, it's gonna take me a minute to get over it. But then I kind of liked his character in this one. <laughs> he's still a piece of shit. Well, but he's still an asshole. He's a, yeah. he's a better piece of shit. <laughs> um, Nicholas Worth, who plays Bruno, his character becomes way more important at the end. And then you have Dick Duroc, who plays Swamp Thing. Um, Dick Duroc. So Dick Duroc was originally hired to just be a stuntman, and they filmed everything twice: once with Ray Wise in the in the costume, and then once with Dick Duroc in the costume. And they, they quickly, filmed with Ray Wise in the costume, and they quickly realized that the two looked nothing like each other, and so they just hey, stopped. Hey, Ray Wise is five seven, and Dick Duroc is six five. I mean, it's the same numbers, just just <laughs> different. Um, yeah, so they quickly realized that, and the, he kind of got forced into playing the character full-time because otherwise it was going to look weird. Yeah. Um, but then he came back for the sequel, so. Yeah. Apparently he liked it enough to come back. And they let him actually... So did he voice Swamp Thing in the first movie? He didn't in either movie. Oh, he didn't? Okay. Nope. So Dick Duroc must have a really terrible voice then <laughs> i who knows uh we'll get to that though in the second movie um because he did, he barely talked in the first movie so that actually might have been his voice in the first movie yeah you uh you really you th- you think that he's incapable of speech for quite a while and then he finally the first words that you hear him say are, are it's cable like yeah. he says cable i think name. he's learning how to speak again Maybe you think so it is those wooden vocal cords yeah they, they probably don't uh work very well so and then by the second movie, he's talking like this. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Um, um, in the first in the first movie, though, when he's ta- it's got like a, it, his the way he talks in the first movie is terrible. It's like a doubled up voice, and then one oh, of them yeah. one of them is really uh, like mechanical sounding or something like that. 
Well, yeah, like I say, I, I think the idea is that he can't speak. Like he's so that's why it sounds so weird. Sure. You know, he's not. He doesn't have the uh, seasoned seasoned voice yet. He, I mean, he just turned into a swamp monster. Okay, that's cut true. him some slack. His vocal cords weren't in bloom yet. Makes oh, oh there it is. Hey, there it is. Right? <laughs> um, okay, so basically here. Uh, you have a bunch of scientists that are out in the swamp. They're looking for... What exactly is it that they're looking for? So, uh, Ray Wise's character... Uh, why why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, What's the doctor's name? Doctor. Doctor. Doctor Holland. Doctor. Alec. Oh, Alec Holland. Um, so, him and his sister are these crazy, uh, brilliant botanists. And they're looking for... They're, they're coming up with a formula... Basically, that will he he's under the assumption that what he's doing is creating a uh, creating a, a formula that they can use to make plants more self-defensive. So it's like uh, he he's he, I think he relates it to because they ta- they're taking they're taking animal DNA and injecting it into and 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 yeah, and, ma- to, and, and what is she they're trying com- to splice together animal and plant DNA combinant DNA is what yeah. uh, is what um, uh, uh, Adrian Barbeau says combinant mm-hmm. DNA they're splicing the animal and plant DNA in hopes that they can create plants that will be more resilient in uh you know like bad growing conditions or like places where there's droughts like he's he's like uh, what i want to do is create a tomato that can grow in the middle of the desert or corn that can grow in the u.s which was kind of weird because that's what we grow a lot of <laughs> did we not grow a lot of corn back in the 80s uh i don't know i don't know the history of corn was it was outside it, of the band? Was it, was it once our Lord and <laughs> our Lord's and Savior Monsanto came in and started injecting fucking animal DNA into everything? Oh, what, um, if, what if this is a true story? What if this is a oh, true story? This is the story of Monsanto. So, so basically, he yeah, he's trying to create plants that can. And his whole idea, it's a very virtuous one. He wants to be able to feed the world. Mm-hmm. So he says, by two thousand one, there's going to be six billion people in the world, and they're all going to be hungry. So we need to create plants that can grow in ungrowable conditions yeah. as they are right now and then we can feed everybody however his employers uh his uh, arcane yeah well has first it's not arcane at first it's ritter yes so right. don knight who is a different actor <laughs> plays the character of ritter they absolutely pulled the biggest mission impossible oh the, the, the mask it literally it was like the mission impossible face rip off where yeah. it's like a whole of a different face mask <laughs> and he pulls it off like yeah. tom cruise style like it was, awesome. It was cool, though. <laughs> it was super cool. It was cool. really cool. But it turns out Arcane has been masterminding this thing the entire time because he wants the research uh, for his evil empire. For he, He's a bad guy. He's, this is a guy who has been, who's believed to have been dead for some time. Yeah. Like everybody, like nobody knows where Arcane is. He's probably dead. And, and then he shows up by doing a face ripoff, like a mask ripoff, Mission Impossible style. To reveal that Ritter is in fact Arcane, and he's been keeping up on uh, Alex' um, research, so that eventually, once he gets he to the point it. where, yeah, and then he wants to obviously use it for more nefarious, nefar- nefarious reasons. <laughs> uh, so when this happens, though, there's a big fight or whatever. They have one big of, fight in the kitchen. Big fight. Um, they have one of the most insane full body burns Dude, that I've seen in a long time. I was time. gonna bring up that same thing. Like outside of Kane Hodder's full body burn in uh part four, I think it is. No, he's not in part four. In part 
seven. It would have been the first movie. So part seven, yeah. Um, outside of that full body burn, this mm. might be the most impressive full body burn I think I've ever seen. It's incredible. It's nuts. And not only is the guy, the guy's not. His leg was entirely aflame. <laughs> I'm going to have to call you back. <laughs> My leg is entirely aflame. I, uh, I, I was watching this and I was like, damn, that is. This is obviously pre CGI. Oh yeah, like, no, that, that was all a, That is a man on fire, and uh, not. I mean, you could literally not the, see the not the Denzel Washington movie, but uh, you know, an, a literal man on fire, and he was completely aflame. Oh yeah, like n- not just not just his back. Like a lot of times when you see body burns, it'll it'll be like just the guy's back and neck, and he's yeah. kind of running away from the flame. So they're you can you can actually behind. see this guy is fucking completely on fire. Yeah, a lot of times you can actually see where the fire is burning. Like you can actually see like the gel that's burning a right. lot of times. Um, and yeah, no, this was just like the the dude was a bonfire. And not only that, but then he gets to the point where he goes through the open door and then kind of is is uh, launched off of the that little. Um, it's not a balcony, but just like a little deck. A deck, yeah. Off of that into the the lawn area, mm-hmm. and it's so he's entirely on fire, and then there's an explosion behind him, which causes even more fire, <laughs> and then he finally runs into the water. I'm like, holy shit, man! Yeah, I hope they were able to do this in one take, and I really hope that the guy <laughs> who was on fire is okay. They went through that, a couple guys. That was incredible, dude. No, that was super super impressive. Um, so yeah, so that happens, and I guess what happened was is that was Ray Wise's character, and when he jumps into the swamp because it was all the chemicals that were on him from the experiments he was doing that caused him to be well on he fire. Got, well he actually the initial fire that was caused was because his sister realized that when she would drop the chemical on the floor it actually caused explosions yeah. and uh he was fighting with Ritter's uh or not Ritter but uh Arcane's men to kind of keep the the formula away from him, and then the, he ended up falling with the formula, and the formula covered him. Yeah, and that's when he. So that's the reason he was on was fire. Set on so, fire. So basically, he was dead. However, or, or badly, very, very badly burned, and the chemical, uh, because it was the chemical was weird. Like, there's really no set rules to what the chemical does. <laughs> like, it healed him, and because the chemicals bonded with his animal DNA, basically, it. It took his surroundings, which was the swamp, the slime, and from rebuilt the swamp. and rebuilt him in that image, basically, right. thus becoming the swamp thing. Yeah. However, he also gained the ability to just like touch people and like ET heal people. <laughs> which where the fuck did that come from? Uh, okay. Because neither man nor plants do that. So, so where did that power come from? Well, plants have, uh, you know, like plants are able to self rejuvenate, which which he did because he got his arm cut off at one point in time. And he had that little weird-looking rabbit dick of an arm flopping around for <laughs> for a little bit. So if he uh, if he maybe it, it, I I guess it's it's uh it's cross pollination, you know, you know what I mean? Like so he's a plant, they're animals, but he also has animal DNA. And then somebody dies, and he like, I'm just I'm you're ta- reaching. I'm, I'm you're really out. reaching here. No, I'm t- I'm trying to explain <laughs> this though, like. That's really the only explanation for why he would have this sudden healing power. But why does it glow like alien green? Because haven't you ever watched flowers cross-pollinate at night? Oh, that's it. You're See, you're always in bed when this is happening. But I, I gotcha. You I walk gotcha. out into the yard <laughs> during cross-pollinization at night, and it's, uh, it's like a light show. It's just like electric forest out there. <laughs> 
Except for it makes so much except sense. For it now, smells James. way better. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so yeah, so uh, so it turns out that uh, Adrian Barbeau, her character, she's she's working for a company, and she was sent there. Is that ever made clear? I yeah, but it doesn't really matter that much. Like eh. she's she's mostly just there to sort of oversee operations and and assist with certain certain things like yeah. it's it's not really it's not really like a main point of the story yeah. so she's on her own though because she's running from arcane and his men as well and she ends up uh you know swamp thing keeps coming out of the water and saving her and this and that and she's terrified of him at first and so he's in the right place at the right time yeah it's pretty impressive i mean what else does he have to do <laughs> He's literally wandering around a swamp all day. Like the the, the least he, he can do is <laughs> is fucking be there when someone needs help. Um, but she ends up falling for him, oh, and it's of course. cute. Hmm. Um, and then you randomly see her tits in a PG movie. You know, <laughs> hey man, won't hear me complain about it. <laughs> okay, this, this movie's PG. PG baby. Okay, that's that that uh, that makes a lot of sense because. One of my one of the things I took note of is uh, his 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 special move is just throwing people. Oh, like yeah. that doesn't kill anybody. No, he's... like if you just throw somebody, they're still a major threat because they can just get up. Especially <laughs> when you're throwing them into water, like that's a, that's something we do for fun is throw each other into water. Yeah, but this is movie fighting, oh. so. So you throw somebody in the water and it knocks them unconscious and yeah. then they drown. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you ever played like Turtles in Time? You throw a guy across the stream and they die. That's that's how it works. That's logic, baby. Come on, man. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, I don't know. The, the movie's about Swamp Thing fighting against the bad guy. And then Arcane ends up taking the serum himself and he turns into what can only be described as a stuffed animal you might get out of a claw machine. <laughs> it's the best way that I can describe it. Mixed with maybe like a Teddy Ruxpin with his mouth moving. Oh, God. (laughs) I was trying to figure out what he was supposed to be. And it it dawned on me early in the movie, because what they took was uh, a single-celled organism from the back of that Cooper's digger. Mm -hmm. Is that what he was supposed to be? Because because Swamp Thing explains to him, because uh, Arcane gives the serum to, uh, to Bruno... Mm-hmm. At one point in time, thinking that the serum is going to turn Bruno into, you know, a big hulking sure. beast like Swamp Thing, but it actually turns him into this little tiny ape creature. He was cute. He was cute. And he was, <laughs> and, and, and Swamp Thing explains to him, he's not, he's not strong like me because it, it basically, it takes your qualities and builds an extension off of those. Yeah. So Alec Holland was already a good good man and he was strong and he was uh you know heroic in some ways and so that's what it turned him into the fact that he was made out of plants and he was also a botanist so you know made him out of plants and then bruno was timid even though he was one of the armed guards one of the he was also him. he was also timid and he was uh you know He's no. actually a really nice guy underneath it all. Yeah. <laughs> so it turned him into this little shrimpy, like, ape thing. Mm-hmm. And and it, it built uh, it built an extension off yeah. of who he truly was. So with Arcane, 
maybe he would like i'm tying this back to the cooper's digger thing like when he says oh i dropped a cooper's digger into the water and she's like what is that some kind of digging tool and he says and he pulls it out and it's like some kind of animal looks like a giant possum or something oh yeah and i'm thinking and i'm thinking with arcane maybe there really was nothing to him he was just an empty vessel he's just an evil person so there was nothing to build on really so it literally just turned him into the thing that was that they pulled the single-celled organism off of. It turned him into a giant Cooper's digger. Maybe. I mean, I can go with that because his the the creature that he turned into has no real. There, it, it's it not. Like it's it's a, not anything. It looks like. It looks like. Uh, you ever seen those it looks pictures? like Razar from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mixed with Bebop a little bit. Mm-mm-mm. I wouldn't go that far. You know what it looks like? You ever seen those pictures of people on the internet that will take kids' drawings and then make them into real-life animals? Yeah. That's what he looks like. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like a child drew this, and they just go, this. Make this in real life. Um, needless to say, he looks terrible. It looks absolutely awful. Oh, it looks his like, eyes don't blink. His mouth doesn't move. It looks like the kind of costume that you could go to, like, uh, like spirit, you know, spirit Halloween and buy off the rack. That's how bad it looked, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, and this goes back to them not having any money. I guess by the end of this shoot, they were completely out of money. Like there was, there was no money to do any good um, prosthetics, no good makeup or anything. So it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Swamp Thing and uh, the this weird creature guy, uh, Arcane, fight, and uh, Swamp Thing ends up uh, killing him. Yeah. And that's it. That's that's the movie. That's about it. That's it's it's not. It's not a great movie. It's fun though, you know. Like it's it's endearing. It it, it does what it does. Um, I, I mean, will for, say this: there are some for, highlights for a comic book movie. Can you think of any? I mean, comic book movies back then were I, they kind of all had the same the same feel to same them. Same feel, yeah. To this, them. I will say this: both of these movies, they felt like. And I said this about a movie we just watched recently too, but they felt like they were long, very long episodic tv show episodes is how they felt yeah. like they yeah. felt very much like the old like batman cart uh live action show from like the 60s or something like that yeah like i'd very much see it fitting into that mm-hmm. um one of the brighter spots though of the movie is that harry manfredini did the music yeah um which he did all the friday the 13th stuff or whatever he's super famous for that mm-hmm. as well as a ton of others so the music was amazing um at one point in time one of the uh one of the heavies the armed guards um, pulls, they, they have Adrian Barbeau, I think it was Adrian Barbeau, they're holding her back or whatever, and he randomly pulls a water moccasin out of his pocket. <laughs> and I couldn't no, it's, help but... it's in the beginning when it's it's one of the dudes from the, the camp, from oh, the, yes, from the yeah, research yeah. team. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he pulls just... this out of his pocket, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, probably not the right thing to keep in your pocket. Like, that thing's just pumping his dick, probably full of venom that guy was a hard he's just biting him like crazy he's a hard ass (laughs) he just seems so dumb (laughs) um i don't know what else was there there was uh we talked about the full body burn i yeah i don't know oh god one of the things that we didn't even talk about is my favorite character in the entire movie and that is jude 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 was hands down my favorite character yeah same he was an enigma like you don't know what his story is, you don't know why he's there. Where are this kid's parents? Yeah, first he's like of all, ten years old. First of all, he seemingly <laughs> owns his own convenience store. Kid's doing good for ten <laughs> because because she says she goes in to like use a phone or something, and he's the only person there. Mm-hmm. And wh- 
What does he say when she's first walking up? He's sitting there. He's sitting there on the on like rocking in a chair or something. And he says something when she keeps when she first walks up, makes some snarky remark. Didn't she? Didn't she ask if there's a working phone? And he's like in there. He says something as she's walking up. I can't remember. But then later on in the movie, when he uh, he gets so he gets killed, right? No. Yeah, he gets killed, and then Swamp Thing uses oh, his yeah. regeneration yeah. powers to bring him back to yep. life. And he doesn't have his glasses on, and he he like is looking at this dude like hulking over him and then he puts his glasses on and you think he's gonna scream or something he just goes oh shit there goes the neighborhood <laughs> every now the, the the kid that played jude like he uh this was the very first movie he ever did so he's very green mm-hmm. um but I, it worked to his favor i think because he plays everything so cool like mm-hmm. he is the most chill kid yeah. throughout all of this <laughs> And I loved him. He was my absolute favorite. Like, there's a part where the um, where Barbo and and uh, uh, Jude, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Cable, Cable and Jude are in the convenience store hiding behind the counter because the uh, armed arm, armed 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 guard guys armed, yeah. are shooting up the place. And she's like, she's like, do you have a gun in here? And he just looks at her. He goes, what kind of place do you think this is? <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> I got a good uh, a good laugh out of that. There was there were some good lines. One of the um, I got a good kick out of one of the uh, one of the heavies. Uh, they're talking about Swamp Thing, and they're talking to Arcane about it. Uh-huh. And he was describing him, and he, and he goes instead of saying he looked like the abominable snowman, he goes he looks like the abominable snowman. He's like one of them abominable snowmen. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh-huh. Uh, it's get it's it's this movie's fun. If you've never seen it, yeah, I would absolutely just... recommend it. Um, don't go in expecting much. It's like it's, it's just a kitschy mid 80s early 80s uh it's uh book movie i think compared to the second movie because when you're when you're when you're going into a movie like swamp thing you're probably expecting certain things uh compared to the second movie it's it's probably pretty i'd say it's pretty slow paced you know it can be like it really takes a while to ramp up and then even when it ramps up it's the action is Kind of few and far between, and not really all that active until I, like the last twenty minutes or so. Yeah, the even the fight scenes where Swamp Thing's fighting people, like you said before, it's like just I said, him he throwing just people literally throws scene. people. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's not that not that awesome. No, but, uh. um, and this is this is a weird uh, it's a weird thing because the sequel, uh, the Return of Swamp Thing from '89, is infinitely better. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, same. I yeah. absolutely loved it. Uh, it was it was better in almost every way, shape, and form. Uh, I feel like this is like the sequel was the movie that Wes Craven wanted to make. Like yeah. if he would have had the budget and he would have had the money, this is it would have been like better. Like like Swamp Thing himself looks so much better. It's not just a rubber suit. Like in the yeah. first one, whenever he would move his arms, you would see like the rubber bunching up. Like there was one time where they had a close up on his hands, and you could literally see the mold line down yeah. his finger. You could actually see like where the mold came together. It's yeah. like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> whereas the new Swamp Thing, like he was covered with shit or whatever, you know, shave that, shave that Swamp Thing. Everything. And he also answered the question, uh, what would a what would a guy who's made out of plants do if he had to just spend all of his time out in a bog? Workout. Oh, because he was he was fucking well, yoked in this movie. Not only that, he actually fought in this movie too. Like he yeah, actually fought yeah. like a fighter. Like he was like it, well, he wasn't even like movie fighting. He was like legit like throwing 
like lefts and right, like straight punches and stuff. Like, like <clears throat> not just oh. movie. I have an excuse. <laughs> you do not. Um, no, like he was like like the, the the punches that he was throwing. They almost looked like MMA punches. Like he was like legitimately fighting. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, they were going for it. And was this one uh, was this one rated something other than PG? Like oh, you know what? One? That I'm not sure. Let me see if I can find a rating. Um, um, while you're looking that up, though. Uh, PG-13. So, PG-13, yeah. okay. Um, and it didn't even have tits. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, hey, we're a bunch of dudes. What do you want? Hey, uh, hey. So this one is directed by the one and only Jim Wynarski who you would know from such cinematic masterpieces. Well, first of all, for our purposes, Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Yep. Um, excuse me. You have Death Stalker 2. Mm-hmm. You have Sorority House Massacre 2. Mm-hmm. You have 976 Evil mm-hmm. 2. Yeah. Was this? He was the sequel guy. <laughs> get to his, get he, to his real good he stuff. He did though. Munchie and Munchie Strikes Back, Ghoulies 4, Piranaconda, which we did on the show. Piranaconda. And then just a whole slew, a whole gaggle of skin flicks <laughs> with some of the best names ever, which we covered on the uh, Piranaconda episode for sure. I think we went through his entire list. I think it was the Chopping Mall episode, wasn't eh, it? One of the it two. was either. It one of the matter. two. But um, yeah, Jim Wynerski is uh, he's, he's quite the man. Um, let's see here. In this tongue-in-cheek sequel, the benevolent bog creature falls for a vegetarian... Benevolent. What did I say? You just mixed malevolent and benevolent <laughs> and said ben- benevolent. <laughs> benevolent. There we go. Uh, bog creature falls for the vegetarian plant-loving daughter of the evil scientist who created him. That's right. Dr. Anton Arcane is back. How, though? I don't know. Because he fucking melted in the first they, one. They gave it a very brief uh, explanation as to how they found him. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, so he's once again played by Louis Jordan, or Jordan, if you're me. Uh, um, now here's the thing, Louis Jordan. So so Louis Jordan, he um he's actually a pretty well known actor. He had done a lot of stuff, and I guess during the making of the first movie, mm-hmm. um right when they started filming, apparently his son committed suicide. Oh, um yeah, and it was pretty. I guess not. I guess it was pretty great. He jumped out of a building or something like that. Oh, man. There was yeah, but. Like so, that's crazy. And he did that first movie while grieving and doing all that. So in the first movie, like he very much kept to himself. You know, a lot of people are saying like no one really had a relationship with him. Yeah. But he came back for the sequel, which I'm a little bit surprised about. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems like the memories associated with that. You'd probably never want to do that again. Yeah. But who knows? Did um, his, his son. Did, it, it was during filming. It was either. I think it was right before they started. Wow. So. Huh. Well, I mean, if it was right before they started, I like everybody has ways of. You know, working through those things sure. in their own way. If getting back to work for him was his way of, you know, working through everything, he might Something actually familiar. he might he might actually have, in, in a way, like a like a comfortable, familiar feeling with Swamp Thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Maybe. Like, yes, he was grieving, like but it was, it was kind of the, it was kind of the yeah. thing that helped him work kind of work through it. Comforted yeah, so, him during that hard time. Maybe. I mean, it's it's conjecture, but. Um, Let's see here. Uh, you have the always lovely Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear, who plays Abby Arcrane. Uh, she is uh, Dr. Arcrane's. Arcane. Arcane. God damn it. Arcrane. Arcrane. Um, Who's Crane? <laughs> it's ours, man. It's Arcrane. <laughs> she plays Dr. Arcane's uh, stepdaughter. 
Um, and then you have uh, Sarah Douglas, who plays Dr. Lana Zarell. Uh, let's see here. Dick Durock is back as Swamp Thing. Dick Durock. Um, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. You have Monique Gabrielle, who plays Miss Poinsettia. <laughs> Well, if you're gonna mention Miss Poinsettia, you might as well you might as well mention Gun. Uh, Joey Segal. Joey Segal. Segal. Oh my god, is that who played him? Yeah. His picture. He's so old. <laughs> he's, he's so old. Um, but yeah, yeah, those two were kind of the hand in hand, I guess, uh, in this movie. Um, yeah. So this everything about this movie is better. It starts off, and the one of the first things that you see are these really really gnarly creature effects. From these like creatures in cages mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movie. Uh no, the very and be- they're the, awesome. No, the very opening of the movie was the weird leech monster. Oh yes, there yes. was like there was some guys uh, going through the swamp at night trying to find a still like a moonshine still yeah. or something. Yeah. And then they start getting stalked by this weird. And that you thing don't, looks awesome. Yeah, it looks dope. It's uh, it, it's it's I, I I didn't know what it was at first. I thought it was like I an thought octopus it was a, or something. I thought it was a Cthulhu. That's it did look thought. like Cthulhu. It, it was very it Cthulhu-esque. really long face, and mm-hmm. we're like a walking asshole, man. Hey, Cthulhu walks into the bar. Bartons is by the long face. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Um. So, yeah, you don't find out until later, I think the sheriff is saying something about a giant leech. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this giant leech monster yeah. popped out of the bowel. Blah, 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 at, least, blah. at least that's what they that's call what it. That's what they think it yeah. is, yeah. Um, Whatever it is, but it yeah. looks awesome. And then Swamp Thing shows up right away, like I said, looking yoked out wrecks, of his mind. Wrecks some shit. Wrecks his shit. Uh, helps, helps some people. Some people die. And then it immediately cuts into the intro, which is uh, already, it sets the tone with that first fight scene, the creature effects. And and even before it, even before the title screen, you hear Swamp Thing talk for the first time, which is is that is that what you're getting at? <laughs> no, but that's that's the same. Yeah, instead yeah, it, of instead of this weird boss that he uses in the first movie, I'm it's just, Swamp Thing. I, they call me Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his voice, like the fact that he talks so crisp and clearly. <laughs> is so comedic like it's so funny and it's kind of like you said though like you know his his entire body has been remade out of plants so in the first movie he was kind of getting a feel for what his new vocal cords are like so it makes sense sure if you want to say that that makes sense you ever ever taken a blade of grass and like whistled through it oh hell yeah probably what his vocal cords are it's just like pieces of grass exactly had to learn how to tune that shit yeah exactly um, and then they cut into the title screen which is like i said setting the tone already not only is it um born on the bayou Mm -hmm. by ccr and and then they're also showing you like the history of swamp thing through uh comic books comic frames So you're you're already starting off on a higher note, I think, than the first movie. Hundred percent, because you're you know what you're getting. Yeah, the first movie, like it, the, not that the tone of the first movie was ever necessarily in question, but the second movie, it it just kicks you off that cliff right away. Yeah. You know, you know exactly what to expect. You don't know, like in the first movie, you don't know how serious they're going to actually take it, even though it's you know, you don't know if it's if it's cheesy for the sake of being cheesy, if it was intentional or not. You know, whereas the second one, you know right off the bat exactly what they're going for i would actually say much in the way that uh you would compare the first and second second gremlins movies like you could you could you could line the you could line the tone of the first gremlins and swamp thing movies the although they're very different movies and one of them is far better i'd say that being gremlins Uh you could line the tone up similarly and then move on to the second movie 
and line it up. The just comparison the same, is the same. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I agree. More, more creature effects, more zaniness, more you know, more well, the comedy. First time, the first time that you meet Heather Locklear's character, she's a complete fucking nut job. Oh, she's a yeah. And they never really go back to that. Like after that opening scene, she's pretty well adjusted. Is she though? Yeah, cause, dude. Like, she's she, walk, she, she walks into she, that flower shop and she she's, wants to fuck a plant. So, well, okay, fine. Maybe not a total normal, <laughs> but like she walks into the um, she walks into the 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 greenhouse where she works or the plant store where she works, and she's having full length conversations with these plants, and she comes off like a complete nut job. Well, they they also, but think about what she's talking about too. She's talking about how many therapists she's been to, and how they all tell her that she needs to work through her issues with her stepdad. Mm-hmm. So she's just she's sort of a she's sort of a nut job, you know. Like what I'm saying, she's got issues. <laughs> so like her having full length conversations with plants is not really out of out of the norm. I guess that's I guess. fair. It's just that usually throughout the rest of the movie, though, she comes off like she's a lot more intelligent, though, because like like she doesn't take shit from people. Like she talks back to them. Like she does. She doesn't get pushed around. She doesn't like. She's kind of strong. Actually. Yeah, I actually I actually did really like the use of. Uh, snarkiness with her yeah. character like, like said, she comes day, off very smart though like even when she's in perilous um perilous situations mm-hmm. instead of freaking out she's always she's always just like i said she's snarky and she's mm-hmm. quippy you yeah. know like they somebody she, will say something to her that alludes to the fact that always, they're gonna kill her and she just has something to come back and about. she always comes off like she has complete control of every situation yeah which doesn't strike me as a quality of somebody who's a looney tune you know what i'm saying like <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's what i'm saying though it was like two conflicting different personality yeah traits. yeah yeah um but I still loved her. I, I loved her character. I thought her character was perfectly over the top. Like Definitely. it wasn't it wasn't too much. It was exactly where it needed to be, and it played off of the um, the Swamp Thing character beautifully. Yeah, way better than Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, I thought Adrian Barbeau's uh, character was a bit stiff, actually. Yeah, um, especially coming off of the fog, which was only two years beforehand. Yeah, yet she never mind. Not going there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, only two years different though, and it was a like, completely different performances. Um, also complete, I mean, totally different tones too. Like yeah. she also I, didn't have to live in a swamp because they literally were living in a swamp when they were filming that. Were they? Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. There was like, there was a, there was reports in the second movie or in the first movie where there was, uh, these like poisonous black caterpillars were infesting the swamp and they would literally just fall from the trees and like sting them. Oh geez. Like it, yeah, it was, it was the, apparently the conditions were awful. Absolutely awful in we making that those, movie. Call those drop worms. Drop worms. Kind of like the... Uh, like drop bears. Like drop bears. <laughs> drop bear. Um, but yeah, like there's... Who other? Who else though? Like there's other characters, like the two kids in this movie oh, are, are... They're hysterical though. I loved them. The way they the way they talked and interacted reminded me of... You remember that Little Rascals movie from... Yes! Is that... I thought Little Rascals too. Yeah. Yes. Like the the one kid, the, uh, the one kid, the way he talks is like... Uh, um, ah, shit. What was the one kid? I don't know from... any of the rascals' names except for like Spanky and Spanky. That's oh, the one. Okay, yeah, okay. he the, the one that I know. <laughs> like like major, just major overacting and like everything was everything was and even the way he talked was he talked really gruff yep. for a little like seven year old or whatever he mm-hmm. was. And I yeah, I thought we're talking were about like the taller skinny kid or the shorter pudgy kid. The little pudgy kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The little pudgy kid was was I thought hysterical. I thought like both those kids were just over the top enough to make it super comedic and comic y. Well the like, t- the timing between the two of them, I was like, yeah, it's it was actually good. it's super corny, but like but they play off of each other so mm-hmm. well. I was I was uh 
It was almost like a Laurel and Hardy kind of thing a little bit, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. um, it worked out really, really well, though. And they were highlights once again, just like the kid in the first one. Jude in the first one yeah. was a highlight. Kids were highlighting this one, too. Um, another thing that we learned from this movie is that uh, Swamp Thing can apparently pull the old Alex Mack and just uh, morph into a puddle and then reappear. <laughs> well, he was destroyed. I don't know if he could actually, I don't know if, actually know if he could morph into a puddle. He was blown. He was blown. He to was bits. blown into bits. But then he came through. He came through the uh, the tub, and then just morphed back up into his. But I think being. I, I think you saw that little like green spark, which was him starting to, uh, to uh, I to guess reform. I think that it just. I think it was. But I feel. I still feel like he he moved through the pipes to get inside the building yeah, where she guess, was. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like why? Unless it was just a complete. What if only half of his body showed up? <laughs> <laughs> just from just from the dick down. <laughs> just, just a pair of swamp legs walking around. <laughs> oh, speaking of dicks, dude. Um, the fucking the the love scene in this movie. Oh God, I I love it. I thought it was so funny. Like, well, the she, intro the intro to our episode yeah. was. It was so funny. I'm a vegetarian. Wasn't there another movie that had like a very similar line that we were cracking up at too? Where a chick... Uh, oh, it was from um, Jupiter Ascending. I love dogs. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like the same type of line. Somebody somebody in the... Uh, somebody, I think on IMDb or somewhere where like somebody did a review and it was about that line. Like, uh-huh. uh, like uh, I'm a dog and I love dogs. And somebody said... <laughs> This is this is hands down the best line since Return of Swamp Thing, where <laughs> where Swamp Thing says I'm a plant, and and Heather Locklear says I'm a vegetarian. Well, what I love afterwards is like he's like I'll never. He's like don't do this. I'll never be able to love you the way you want to be loved. AKA I can't fuck you, which is ironic because you're literally a walking hard on. <laughs> like literally, you're like you you are. You made that joke earlier. I don't care. Okay. I'm making it again because it's still, it, 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 it fits. <laughs> like, he could literally grow a dick out of his arm. He could. <laughs> he could. Yeah. So, but what does he do instead? What does he do? He goes, I have an, I have an idea. Here's what we're going to do. Here, eat my fucking body. He pulls off, like, a piece of himself He's got... and makes her eat it. And then It's like an proceeds, armpit pepper or something. And then, and then proceeds to drug her into thinking that she had sex with him. <laughs> Well, first the dialogue here, he goes, I can never love you the way that you want me to. And she goes, and and she said, I don't remember what. what Try or something like that. She goes, can you try or. I can, I can never love you the way that you want, that that I want you to. And she goes, she says something. And then he goes, do you want me to? (laughs) So you mean you can? Like what? Like you just change your mind really quick. And then he pulls this pepper off of his like ribs or something it was a fl- it was like a flower or something but it was just a piece of him and then they trip balls <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's essentially much. what they do and like and then she has this fantasy about him being human again and and they they bang in the fantasy but then in real life they were just sort of they were doing some sort of tantric thing yeah it was like, like it, just touching it, palms it and breathing was that real as real as you want it to it be. was You're as like... real as you want it to be <laughs> In his fucking newscaster voice, it's like the it's like it's like literally the only acceptable way of drugging a girl on a date. You don't actually touch her; oh, you con- just make her think you. Did. Well, he, well, he. <laughs> oh my god! Dude. Right? So inappropriate. Uh, well, he took a bite first. He did. 
So well, they, they 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 trip balls together. For yeah. Sure. So she knew she knew it was good to go. I guess like, he I guess he'd have dingleberries. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Walnuts, perhaps. <laughs> dingleberries are so bad. They're <laughs> literal boysenberries. <laughs> Just hanging from his ass. <laughs> these, these are the things about Swamp Thing that you never think about. Oh, my God. Now, when he gets Swamp that, Ass... I was just about to say. <laughs> when he gets Swamp Ass, is it really an issue, or is it just sort of par for the course? I think that's just his musk. <laughs> that's just his oh natural God. scent. Eau <laughs> uh, uh, de toilette, Swamp Ass. Oh, Oh, um, okay, so the, the, We're in the our story. Mid-30s. So the the, <laughs> the story of uh, the story of this one is basically uh, uh, let's see, Arcane. Um, they find Arcane, basically remnants of his body after he gets blown up in the first movie. They bring him back and they nurse him back to health. And they, they have blown some... up. He just got slashed with a sword. So I guess it kind of makes sense yeah, that they could bring him dying, back. Though. But he, he was, was basically he was dying. oozing all this yellow shit. Yeah, they they found him, brought him back to the lab, and nursed him back to health using some new experimental something or other. And they were able to reverse the uh, reverse the, the mutation, the mutation yeah. that turned him into the giant animal. So, and then they were also trying to make him younger as well, like right. reverse the aging process. Well, I guess. And, and in the in the first movie, that was his whole thing all along. Like, uh, like. Alec Holland was trying to figure out a way to make plants more resilient so that he could feed the world. And Arcane, under the guise of Ritter, was helping him along. But, but Arcane, once he revealed himself, his whole gotcha. his whole thing that he wanted to do was basically take Alec, Hol- Alec Holland's um, serum and just use it to... Live forever. Yeah, live forever. Reverse his aging. Yeah, basically. So that's what they're doing, though, and they need this, and otherwise, uh, his body will reject. I guess something like he has a he's got a limited time timetable. Yeah. To get this done. Yeah, his body wants to be breaking back down. Into... And it turns out you need to have a person with certain chemical compounds in their blood or something. Right. And so he ended up killing his wife on accident trying to do these experiments. Yeah. And so the stepdaughter who comes to see him, Heather Locklear. She now is a perfect match. Mm. So they figure this out, and it's this, it's this whole game of her against him. And uh, when Heather Locklear meets Swamp Thing, I love it because she has no problem with a giant walking plant. Like she just sees him, she she take does a double look, and she goes, "You're a plant." <laughs> like, it's like not freaked out at all. Like well, every she other says character. in the beginning. She says in the beginning of the movie, "Why can't men be more like plants?" Yeah, you can. You can. There st- you go, baby. She she actually even says, "You can stroke a plant without it getting too attached." She actually says that line <laughs> without it getting the wrong idea. Or getting the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, stroke the Swamp Thing. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so that's basically it. Like, uh, Swamp Thing is trying to save her. You know, she's the love interest now. Um, he's trying to save her. He kicks a whole bunch of ass. Um, there's the the leech monster shows back up. Um, like this, just the, the oh, you were you were uh, talking about the uh, all the weird mutated. Yeah, they say there's more of those towards the end. Well, they're all in cages. Yeah, and but they're but they're really cool. I really wish some of those would have broken out. I know, you know, right? and caused more problems, stirred up some more shit because they looked awesome. There yeah. was the half man, half elephant. Like, where did they get an elephant? Because I, because every other every other creature that they had mutated, like every other person that they had mutated, formed, you know, like combined their DNA yeah. with something. There was a, a half man, half alligator, mm-hmm. half man, half cockroach. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was there? 
there was one other one aside from the elephant. But every other every other yeah, creature I don't you know could, what it was though. Every other creature you could find in the swamp. Except for the, the elephant. What was that rare <laughs> it was that rare a swamp New, elephant. New Orleans swamp elephant. <laughs> Duh. Oh, uh, and where were they? New Orleans, I believe. They were in California on this one. Were they? I thought they, I thought they were in the Weren't bayou. They, or oh, she lived in California. Yeah, she lived in California. Went to the bayou. And they went to, to, to find the okay. Her. Yeah, yeah. So they were in, they were in the bayou still. In the first one, and I want to say they were in the same area too. In the first one, were they in the bayou in America? I thought so. I got the sense that they were like in Southern America somewhere. No, I, I didn't think so. I guess I guess I'm yeah. I, does it really Not, matter? No, no, it doesn't matter. But it, now that I'm thinking about it, it it's. It's probably but then the same again area. though then again though the swamp elephants are only in South America. See, so there you go. <laughs> there you I go. I don't know. I think they got their geography a little wrong here. Um, but yeah, that, that's just it, the movie is essentially kind of the same thing. It's just it's just Swamp Thing versus the same evil doctor guy. Yeah, fighting for to save the the woman he loves. Like it's it's the same story really. Um, Here's what I will say. One of my complaints. I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. I loved the first one. I had a lot of fun watching mm-hmm. the first one. I liked number two better, but well, number two is is just a better made movie. Yeah, in both down. movies though, nobody really ever puts up much of a fight. Like nobody, nobody poses much of a challenge to Swamp Thing. The only character who poses any kind of real challenge to Swamp Thing is the giant leech thing. Mm-hmm. There's that epic battle scene in the trailer park between uh, the the leech and Swamp Thing, yep. where the entire place gets blown to smithereens. That creature is the only thing that ever really puts up a decent fight against him. Everything else, like they talk a big game, and then he literally kills him within seconds. I'm I'm okay with that though. Ah, they're just they're like the when you think about the fight scenes, there's really nothing to them. It's like somebody. I think there it's needs it's to like be, somebody. That's the thing. Like especially gun. I want a gun to really like. We didn't even that talk guy, about gun. That guy. That guy wanted to be the guy who killed Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. So bad. Oh yeah. And he talked such a big game, and he talked about having all sorts of firepower. To, and he trained in Osaka for ten years <laughs> and stuff like that. And and then he he's coming at him in the jeep. <laughs> he just gets a grenade shooting at him. At him. <laughs> And yeah, Swamp Thing throws a grenade at him, blows the Jeep up, everything's on fire. You think he's dead. He mm-hmm. shows up again like 15 minutes later, and you think there's going to be some sweet battle between the two of them. And then he, Swamp Thing literally just grabs him and throws him into that weird chamber where they destroy the other animals. I thought it was kind of funny, though. I, I kind of like the fact is, that the guy just gets the shit kicked out of him. It it's, is funny, well, but I was expecting like a big... Like after after setting the tone with the leech battle... <laughs> I was thinking there's there's bound to be like a really good fight here somewhere. Yeah. Or I thought that maybe Arcane was going to turn back into the weird Cooper's Digger thing. Sure. And fight. You know what I mean? Nothing, I would have loved, like loved to have seen this movie's version of that monster, though. It would have been so much better. Would have been much better. Um, I kind of feel like the, what you're describing, though, it's very much um, like it's the action is very much the way that you would see it in like an animated cartoon, though. You know, like none of the. Like none of the foot soldiers, if you would, ever put up a fight. Yeah. It's only the main bad that ever puts up a fight, you know? Yeah. And that was, like the Power Rangers, for example. Did the putties ever put up a fight? No. They all just got their <laughs> shit wrecked. Yeah, it wasn't. True. It wasn't until, you know, the Monster of the Week showed up that actually gave them a fight. Like that's And that's basically the same formula they were going on. Yeah, but in this one, if you're going by that formula, then the, then the Monster of the Week was the Leech Monster. 
Yeah. Because it was And the really... Monster of the Week is the one that put up a fight. But you would think that that was... You would think that they would save it for the main bad. Nah. But the main bad in this one literally gets trapped under a door. And then that's it. <laughs> it gets trapped it's under a door. So anticlimactic. <laughs> like, Arcane has a door fall on him. Oh, dude, when uh, Rochelle, the doctor, mm-hmm. busted out of there, because uh, uh, Zer- Zer- Dr. Zarell or whatever her name was. She's Arcane's, like... like uh, Lover. Love, lover. But also, like, partner. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Zarell is talking to Rochelle about... Uh, this new serum that he has, and she says, "Well, that could turn, that could, that could cause uh, cranio hypermegaly or something like, basically something like that, a yeah. huge head." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh, it's no big deal." And then she injects him with it and locks him in that in that uh, space. And then when he pops out, he looks like he looks like one of the things from Bad Taste. He does. He also looked like the um, the live action version of the head. That old MTV, oh, yeah, that old did. MTV cartoon that nobody remembers except for me. Apparently, I do. With yeah, the man. alien that lived in his fucking oh, dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. The, the fight scene between Swamp Thing and I'll just call him the head now uh, <laughs> was so funny because every every time Swamp Thing would punch him in the face, you could see the prosthetic on the top of his head just, like, wobble backwards. <laughs> but it looked I good. It was it cool looked, though. Yeah, it looked really cool though. Um, I but he like. It, it, he uh, pops out of that room and traps Arcane underneath that door. That's where Arcane sta- stays for yeah. the rest of the time. Like that's where he dies. You found you found his kryptonite. His legs. Oh God! <laughs> Don't trap my leg. I think the um, I think that the editors of this movie, uh, while they were in the middle of editing it, they randomly found the lightning button. And then just had fun with it throughout the entire movie because oh, there's so much random lightning in this movie that mm-hmm. makes no sense. Yep. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I appreciated it, but it was like so out of place most of the time. Well, you know what, dude? Was this the same? Was it the same? Was it the same editor who did? Because uh, this was Jim Wynorski mm-hmm. who directed the film. Was it the same editor who did Chopping Mall? Because you there remember was a lot of lightning in that. You too, remember yeah. in Chopping Mall, every time those things would hit somebody with their lasers, they would always have that weird blue yep. lightning around yep. them. I I bet you if we looked it up, it's the same it, it, same dudes. It's very possible. <laughs> um, I had the thought at the end of this movie, and I'm watching all those animals in the cages, like the half half uh, hybrids in the cages. I felt bad that they all died at the end. They didn't do anything. Yeah, right? but what kind of existence is eh, that really? That's true. Probably best um, that they did. It dawned on me that this movie is just a better version of The Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> and that's saying something. <laughs> but it is, right? I don't I don't actually Mad Scientist splicing human animal hybrids, mm-hmm. keeping them in cages, yep. doing their bidding. Yep. Yeah. It's the island of Dr. Moreau. Totally. <laughs> totally. With only, with a The only thing Island Doc, Island of Dr. Moreau was missing was a weird swamp creature. Yeah. That would have made it ten times better. A thousand times better. A thousand times better. That's it. You might be right. Uh, I think I'm onto something here. Um, I don't know. I like this movie. They. Oh, I loved it. I dude. loved it. This is it's it's the far superior movie uh, to the first one. Definitely. It's uh, it's so enjoyable. Definitely. It's so just stupid and it's, it's so like, good. You look at Swamp Thing compared to the comic, you know, mm-hmm. how we looked in the comic compared to the first movie. Like, like I said, he's just jacked in this one. He just looks more like Swamp Thing. Yeah. It, 
his the, the 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 fights, the characters, like the characters are all overblown the way they would be in a comic book. Like even the two kids, I think the way that they talked, the weird overdubbing on the kids, yeah, like their voices were overblown. It, it just felt more like a comic book movie it did. to me, and speaking I, of, I really liked it. Speaking of the overdubbed voices, we're talking about Swamp Thing's voice, yeah. Um, and in part of the uh, the trivia that I have here is that uh, uh, Dick Durdock's voice was overdubbed by an unknown actor, um, which neither Durdock nor director Jim Wynorski found out until the film premiered. Really? So it was the studio that went back. Didn't like his voice, overdubbed it with somebody else, and didn't tell the director or the star. Really? Apparently, that's the case. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of those it's, shitty ex- the studio things. No, actually, how, this this one might have been a smart choice. No, though. no, no. <laughs> Even if it was a smart choice, tell your director, yeah. dude. Yeah. I don't care if Dick Durack didn't know it. Tell your director though. At mm-hmm. least, at the very least, there was something else we were talking about a few weeks ago. Where uh, was it? Was it during uh, uh, Shadow of the Vampire? I can't remember. Where somebody, like, they went to see the movie, the premiere of the movie, and they're like, oh, I didn't know that was yeah, going to happen. Yeah, I forget what that was, though. It was one of the movies that we watched recently. Yeah. I forget which one it was. Yeah, I know but you're it's like, if you're though. a director of a movie, you shouldn't be surprised by anything when you go to the when you go to the uh, premiere. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I, I'm granted. I'm not in the industry, so I don't know really how it works. But that seems like sort of a dick move to just swoop oh, in and change somebody's work. The the and not tell them about it. The one bad thing that I'll end on here that I'm a little bit bummed about is that they absolutely set this movie up to lead into like a uh, like a swamp she thing movie with uh, Heather Locklear. Oh yeah, end. yeah, definitely. And we never got it, which yeah. I'm super bummed about. Yeah, man, that would have been cool. It would have been awesome. Yeah, they could still do it. Hey. We could still hope, right? Right. We could still dream. Heather Locklear is still a babe. She she still looks the Whoa. way she did. She's Whoa. a babe. Whoa, she's a babe. She could still cut. She looks exactly the same as she did in 89. So and if she she's come a, back. And if she's a swamp beast, she'll be in prosthetics. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, and it, doesn't have, it doesn't even have to be Heather Locklear, in all fairness. Yes, it, it does. It could be anybody. It yeah. could be anybody. No, it's got to be Locklear. Paris Hilton. Oh. No. No? Nope. <laughs> nope <laughs> bad choice no thanks um yeah um, but uh but anyway definitely definitely check out both of these movies sure. I, I, they're both a lot of fun the mm-hmm. second one obviously we prefer yep and the second one you can watch for uh free on prime free on if prime. you are if you are subscribed to prime uh and you can also i rented the first one on okay. prime i know you have it did you watch no, it on vhs I, I borrowed uh the scream factory blue from uh, our buddy chris jordan oh you did i did i thought you were gonna watch it on vhs nope i i have uh return on vhs oh yep. all right um yeah but uh yeah rent the first one i rented the first one Second one's free on yeah, Prime. A, if you haven't seen these movies in a long time, you should go back and revisit them because they're they're a hoot. <laughs> they are a hoot. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Hey, that's bud? it. Okay. Until next week, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can uh, check out our YouTube series, <gasps> Trailer Trashed, over on uh, YouTube. We don't have an actual URL yet because apparently YouTube doesn't give you a URL until people know who you are. So go to YouTube, search for the Buzzkill Podcast. You'll find our page, and uh, you're home free. Everything's right there. 
all two episodes so far are oh, right dang. there. <laughs> that is a lot but, of content. Uh, if, you, if you go there and you like it, though, please give the videos a thumb up. Please, please, please subscribe to the channel. And uh, hit the notification all... bell. Yeah, so there's a weird thing about that. Thank you for bringing that up. There's a weird thing about that. Uh, there's a glitch, apparently. Uh, sometimes, once you're subscribed to the channel, it doesn't let you turn the notification bell on. So if that happens, because it happened to me, just unsubscribe and resubscribe, and it should be fine. That sounds like censorship. Right? Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, please do that, though. Support the channel. Uh, we are still new at this, but uh, with your support, we might make you know maybe one or two more. Or 200. Tops. Yeah, right? Next thing you know. 200 that's and we're like hey looks like we can commit to things 200 episodes will still be awkward in front of the camera <laughs> guaranteed we just we have we have faces for radio that's that's true it's the way we were born faces for radio and bodies for <laughs> floating in a river <laughs> that's all they're good for <laughs> bloated pieces of shit that's <laughs> <laughs> Having floated in several rivers, I can tell you that my body is well equipped for it. <laughs> All right, that's it. Hey, man. All right, it's, it's been fun. It has been fun. Cheers. We'll see you next week. Stay fresh, cheese bags.